Hello again. Welcome back. It's great to be with you today for another episode of the In Focus podcast, where we're going to take another fresh look at the Bible and some big Christian ideas, how they bring the world into focus and empower us to live a more eternal kind of life within it. Today's episode is the second of the series on Holy Week 2020, in which we will take a look at the significance and a big passage uh, concerning Good Friday. This is the second part of the same series uh, that was recorded for YouTube. So if you would like to check out this episode in its video form, a link has provided for you in the show notes to do just that. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Happy Good Friday, everyone. Uh, as today, Christians around the world... Um, as we've done for almost 2,000 years now, remember the death of Jesus upon a cross. Uh, we celebrate the ultimate paradox that Jesus's crucifixion was at the very same time his coronation as the king of all kings and the lord of all lords. Uh, this, in fact, is exactly how Mark tells the story in his gospel account. He notes Every detail about Jesus's crucifixion that echoes uh, Roman triumph processions that would have been so familiar to his first hearers and making clear to them and to everyone between them and us that this was no ordinary crucifixion. It was, in fact, the coronation of the true and rightful king over all creation. So Mark's agenda uh, he makes clear from the beginning uh, when within just a few short verses, Jesus speaks, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. So repent and believe in the gospel. Uh, for Mark, there is no king but Jesus and he makes no bones about it. Jesus manifests his authority over all evil and sickness and darkness throughout his ministry and confirmation of the message that the kingdom of God is now at hand and within reach through its king, Jesus. Uh, what's a little bit less clear from the beginning is just how that kingdom was going to come about. And as Jesus headed for Jerusalem and the events of Good Friday began to unfold, it probably couldn't have looked any worse. Jesus was taken into custody. He was abandoned by all those who loved him. Uh, Jews and Romans alike were calling for a painful and humiliating uh, death on a cross. And this Friday looked anything but good. Uh, but the ultimate paradox was about to unfold. What looked like an ordinary, gory crucifixion to all those in and around Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago was in reality the coronation of an eternal king who would forever break and overcome all the power of sin and darkness and death in creation. So without any further ado, uh, here's the story of Jesus' crucifixion in its entirety, uh, the coronation of the King of Kings, straight from the Gospel of Mark in chapter 15. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation 
with the elders and scribes and the whole council. And they bound Jesus and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. And Pilate again asked him, Have you no answer to make? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further answer so that Pilate was amazed. Now at the feast, he used to release for them one prisoner who, for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison uh, who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered Jesus. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, What then shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. And Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. And the soldiers led him away inside the palace, that is the governor's headquarters, and they called together a whole battalion, and they clothed him in a purple cloak, twisting together a thorn of crowns, they put it on him, and they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews! And they were striking his head with a reed and spitting on him and kneeling down in homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him, and they led him out to crucify him. And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry Jesus's cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. And the inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. And with him they crucified two robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from that cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another, saying, He saved others. Can he not save himself? Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. And those who were crucified with him also reviled him. And when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, Behold, he is calling for Elijah. And someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink, saying, Let us wait and see whether Elijah will come take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And the temple, the
the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, truly this man was the son of God. And there were two women looking on from a distance, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, the younger of Joses and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they followed him and ministered to him. And there were also many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. And when evening had come, since it was the day of preparation, that is the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council, who was himself looking for the kingdom of God, took courage and went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Pilate was surprised to hear that he should have already died, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he was already dead. And when he learned from the centurion that Jesus was dead, he granted the corpse to Joseph. And Joseph bought a linen shroud, and taking Jesus down, wrapped him in the linen shroud and laid him in a tomb that had been cut out of the rock. And he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. So on this night, about 2000 years ago, Jesus was quite dead and literally buried. And the events were real. They were painful. They were terrifying for all of Jesus's loved ones. And what they didn't yet have the capacity to see or to understand was that their king had just been coronated. Jesus's body was cooling in the grave, but nothing was ever going to be the same. With that, I will see all of you again on Sunday morning. Okay, there is the conclusion of part two of three on Good Friday for Holy Week 2020. If this was a good episode for you and helped bring the world into a little better focus, uh, please take a second to give the show a good rating and review, and that will actually go a long way in helping others to be able to find it as well. You can also share it with your friends Uh, through word of mouth or social media, or via whatever method you would so choose. If you'd like to hear some thoughts about something specific from the Bible or a particular big Christian idea that might help bring your world into better focus, please email me using the address included in the show notes. I would certainly love to hear from you. Until next time then, thanks for being a friend of the show and for tuning in to the In Focus podcast. May God continue bringing your world into clearer focus and may he lead you into an increasingly eternal kind of life before him.